Sweat Equity Podcast, the number one comedy meets entrepreneurship I po- want money. podcast in the world. Hey, we're the number one comedy business podcast in the world. Did you know that? Yeah. I pay attention real good. We're all about that girthy ROI. Hey, why don't you share this? Share this show with a friend that needs that side hustle, that needs to get out of that corporate job. Why don't you do that for us before we get into the sponsors, which are Squarespace, website builder. You give them much of a chance. Okay, go ahead. You think it positive. This is on-demand radio, baby. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace, all-in-one website builder for your e-commerce or brand, or you want to have a little personal blog. Link to a discount hookup. Holler if you hear me in this episode's description, along with our other three sponsors, CallRail. You want call tracking yes. on your website? Please. You want to record all the calls from click to call on your website? Yeah. You want to uh, have some analytics? About yeah. it, call swap numbers. Yeah. Ooh, sexy. Yeah. Hit up the link in this episode description. Bigly Sales. It's uh yeah, you can go to biglysales.com or you can hit the promo code. You get the hookup. It says via law in the URL. You can even see it's from me personally. It's a CRM plus marketing outreach, email, SMS, phone, pay as you go. I don't know anybody else cheaper uh per sin than bigly sales you're spitting a lot <laughs> like i've never seen so much spit i know from you i'm really. getting old man look at my old man <laughs> sam rostein glasses suck a dash from uh from casino only pick the winners and lastly linkedin premium get too much free from your boys at sweat equity podcast with the link in this episode description let's get it going howdy toddy it's called sweat equity Listening to the Sweat Equity Podcast. Brett, why don't you um, remind our audience who you are, what you're about? You can get rid of our Otter AI integration, doing our transcript. Um, if you want to do your own plugs, because I can't read out loud, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So, my name is Brett Scalar. And I do a lot of things, but over the last few years, I've really embraced the world of the fractional chief marketing officer and have devoted my time and energy to help other fractional chief marketing officers in a myriad of ways. I've built a community of a couple of hundred, which is awesome. I've also built a company that has amazing people that are a part of a company called Grow. And Law Smith, your hostess with the mostess, is actually one of them people. And soon to be Eric, hopefully. We can get him in the, yeah, the roster. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. Well, he, he does the same as I do. We've, we've worked together for, what, like seven years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and so I was real upset when you surpassed things I taught you. Well, I think that's like a compliment. <laughs> so Did you guys remember, do you remember that the movie Pacific Rim where two people have to work in parallel. I watched that the yeah. other night randomly. I would never put that on. I was in a hotel and I couldn't find anything. I never understood why they made, why would you build the robot that way that you need two people? Why would you I, make it that way? 
it's been a while, but as I join your podcast yet again and enjoy myself by being enjoyed by the two of you, I am thinking about Pacific Rim and that there's some kind of mind meld that has to take place to control a robot to become one. Uh yeah, yeah, that yep, that on. We just That's wrestle. Pretty much it. <laughs> we just Greco Roman wrestle <laughs> yeah, off camera. We oil up and we just get after it. And the, you're there in Colorado. You the hair's looking very granola these days. I feel like you're taking a, a little bit of a hint from me. You know, <laughs> kind of stole <laughs> yeah. my thing. Kind of looking. Kind of. We do a lot of zooms, group zooms. You're probably looking at my screen like, oof, that guy uses conditioner. I should I should grow it out. <laughs> That's what happens. Well, I'm the sure. hair's getting longer. The hair is definitely getting longer. It's um. So it's about 96 degrees in Colorado today. God, and it's July. So I know that in Florida, that's like Christmas. But here, we're not quite used to those temperatures this early on. After just following a serious monsoon season in Colorado, which, by the way, we're a high desert. We don't have monsoon seasons. Right, right. Is that because of snow melt, like, uh, like seasonal snow melting kind of thing. Well, not just that. We're getting a t- rain. We're getting as much rain as Seattle gets. Oh, bummer. So you call it climate change. I call it welcome to the new economy. Yeah. Al- I was thinking about Al Gore in that documentary, Waiting for Superman, and just how uh, just all it did was get a lot of people upset. <laughs> and he was wrong about a lot of things. Really? I wanna I go, I'm going to go back and I don't hate. remember seeing it. I'm going to hate rewatch it. Just to go uh, scorecard it. Well, because the thing about wrong. forecasting is you can forecast a lot of things, but if you don't get called out on it at the time, whatever you forecasted to in the future, doesn't matter. You're just, yeah. you know, Nostradamus didn't get like anything right, yeah. but somehow he is the soothsayer go to kind of reference. Um, Usually for jokes. I don't know. I think a lot of people think Nostradamus like actually could see the future because he was built up that much by Rasputin. All you got to do is predict like hundreds of years in the future and you'll be dead. Right, right. And right. you just, you know, you got your thing going if when you're Nostradamus, alive. If Nostradamus were a chief marketing officer, he too would have the average lifespan of about 18 months. <laughs> I noticed that you didn't <laughs> say CMO and you said chief marketing officer. I'm finding when I'm uh, a lot of people are asking what I do and I say, you know, fractional CMO, you know, for hire on contract kind of thing, trying to explain it to people outside of, you know, uh, executive speak world, you know, the industry yeah. or just office. A lot of, I, I'm friends with a lot of people who are just kind of feral human beings. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, thank Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, like it's one of those things where, um, I'm ha- I, are you finding the term is becoming more accepted, more of a thing? I, I know we feel it, but I, I feel like, we're all close to that world, and so right. we know it's like when you it's like when you buy a car, and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. It's called the reticular um, activation theory. Oh, look at that! Mm-hmm. Look at that! You got mm-hmm. an SAT word going on here. I love it. I learned it from an um, architect in my BNI group. <laughs> I think that there is a uh, so. There's two things. One is yes, we are all in our own echo chamber, and so we hear that term all the time. But two is, if you look at the number of titles, number of people with the title fractional CMO, it has tripled since January. Yeah. So it is growing quickly. Now, 
we're talking about, you know, a couple of thousand people versus, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of people, which would be a chief marketing officer versus a fractional, but it's, it's tripling uh, as far as the people that I see on LinkedIn. When I search for fractional CMOs using Zoom Info and Apollo.io and several other tools, there's three times as many that are out there. I also track fractional CMO as a Google um, alert. Mm -hmm. And I went from seeing maybe one or two things a week to probably seeing about four or five things a day. So I think you got, you started developing Grow, Grow Powerful. .io, if anybody wants to go check it out, or um, on LinkedIn, Grow Powerful. It's the, it's, I think you caught the wave at the right time, it sounds like. You saw this coming, um, and you're good uh, from, you know, the year or so I've been kind of involved. I can tell you're a good plate spinner. There's a lot going on. And there's a lot, and I can tell you you've done the work. Can you throw down a quick, like, Cliff Notes resume uh, to where you got to here kind of thing? Yeah. So really quickly, I, I started out as a baby and <laughs> grew up. Um, so I've, I've always been in sales or marketing for the B2B world. Started out AT&T, right? Big, huge, gigantic company. Uh, and then quickly went into the startup world and did a variety of product management, product marketing, marketing director, marketing, VP of marketing within about a six-year period. I sort of escalated quickly across a couple of different companies. Uh, two of those companies had really successful exits. Uh, so I was focused on the InfoSec, right, cybersecurity and stopping the digital bad guys and gals and stuff like that. Sexy, um, ransomware. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And, um, and grew that for a while. And then due to personal and health reasons, I decided to step away from the corporate world and just start doing some consulting. And that consulting picked up very quickly. And I went from my goal of having, you know, working about 25, 30 hours a week to working about 60 to 70 hours a week. So I hired somebody. And then they got busy and I hired somebody else. Uh, about 10 years later, we had about 25 people uh, that were a part of a B2B tech-focused marketing firm. Oh, uh, so glad you said agency. that. I, I, I thought this was going Cutco. Amway. <laughs> right. And they and tell two people. And they tell two people. Yeah. And so we, we worked with over 230 different clients in the B2B technology world. And uh, our measurement of success was that 35 of those companies had successful exits, either IPO or whether we were acquired. So they accomplished their goals. And then when I was done with, and I did that for about 13 years and I sold it to a private equity firm back in 2019. And then I decided, you know what? I don't want to go and start another thing. I don't want to go and have the responsibilities of payroll and, and accounts receivable and collections and sales and yada, yada, yada. So I decided to go be a chief marketing officer for a health tech company because I wanted to get into healthcare. The other CMO, right? Chief medical officers. Mm -hmm. um, and I joined a company and after nine months, uh, you know, I was reminded, uh, I reminded myself and was reminded that I make a really shitty employee. And uh, unfortunately, I also didn't pick the company well that I joined. And so that company uh, later folded or it got, it got bought, but for pennies or pesos on the dollar. Um, and then me and a couple of people decided to get together and start Grow because we liked the idea of being a fractional CMO, fractional chief marketing officer, 
or an interim CMO. And as I read the tea leaves and I looked at the market, there is a lot of opportunity. Um, now, it was growing like gangbusters until, you know, up through the end of 2022. 2023, um, technology companies and budgets have had a very uh, tumultuous relationship. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we're seeing now is in June and July, June, we've seen a huge uptick, and we're already seeing the biggest pipeline we've ever seen for July. So things are picking up again. I want to, well, um, we're going to come back to that in a second. Okay. I'd be remiss if we didn't promote uh, what's going on on Thursday that you've, you've coordinated, because this will get, this will be out hopefully uh, tonight as we record this Tuesday or, or, Mon- or Wednesday. So if anybody listens, and you're going to be doing a lot of these, you want to go ahead and explain the show yeah absolutely so let me just get up my stuff so on now i pitched this that it should be more of a game show like <laughs> around the horn that was, <clears throat> that that resulted in zero reply back but hey man you should, i like the idea you throw a lot i like getting points for stuff you're right you gotta give me yeah, points for yeah. stuff and then and let's I, have a scoreboard I was, about it i was really just thinking of people scrolling through and if you had those loud backgrounds just a Tampa, 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 you know, behind yeah. a, um, in a, a loud green or something like right. that. It might stop you and be like, what is this? Because yeah. um, there's no business game show, if you really think about it. Mm. Um, mm. And, and it's arbitrary points for them or the Nerdist show, what was that called? Uh, at yep. midnight. Um, yep. Those points don't matter. So it's like, right. you know. Just hand them out arbitrarily. You could just do it like that. I, one would say they even let the sports reporter that needs the minute at the end win the game no matter what yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know they, they, no, they, they, they wanted, first of all they wanted good tv yeah well why would you have bob they, ryan on there who can't pronounce his r's that always destroyed me anyway oh, yeah. uh, 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 or anybody from baby. boston just in general i don't want to they had to represent each big city no but they never they just got miami on there and i was like really it took you that long anyway um, you, you're more of a Woody Page guy because you're Denver Post man. Ah, yeah, um, there we go. There we go. Man, I'm really pulling these. Good <laughs> these pull, things. bro. Man, I had no friends when that show started. I think and watched them all. <laughs> um, uh, why don't you go ahead and promote um, what's coming on Thursday? And this will be fun. This is like a pilot. Yeah, and and Law, I'm excited that you're going to be a part of this as well. But I was I was taking a look just making sure we have the time right. But it's this Thursday. At 1 p.m. East, 11 a.m. Mountain, and then whatever it is for the other two in the U.S., uh, we're doing something. So we get a lot of questions from CEOs, investors, uh, CROs about go-to-market. Go-to-market is the term of how do you put all your shit together to combine marketing and sales and revenue? And investors are asking CEOs for a better go-to-market plan, especially in a tough economy. So this Thursday is what we hope to be the first of many of what we call the go-to-market office hours. And it's designed for investors, CEOs, CROs, CMOs, and anybody who wants to join in the fun. But it's going to be an open and live event. It's going to simultaneously take place on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, I think Twitch as well. Uh, so we're going to be on all those places at the same time, but it's going to be a live Q&A. Come in and ask questions about go-to-market, and it's going to be people who really people who are helping me host it, such as yourself, Law, 
as well as uh, two other people who have been chief marketing officers and really run go-to-market you know, motions for companies, uh, we're going to get together and we're just going to answer questions as they come in. And hopefully we'll have some fun. Hopefully there'll be some good questions, probably a few bad questions, but you know, we'll have some fun anyway. Well, that's what FAQs kind of are. I mean, we're, you're really just kind of creating an FAQ live in a sense that you yeah. can repurpose in a lot of different ways. It's like, oh, we've already had this question. Are you taking any beforehand? Uh, we've actually gotten a couple of questions that have come in uh, through Twitter, uh, as well as through just a couple of emails that I got responses on. Uh, and people are just sort of asking questions. You know, things like, what is the rest of 2023? No, wait, don't tell them what they are. <laughs> I want them to have to think on his feet. Uh, no, I'll be on, and I'll tell you, I'll be on my good behavior, good boy behavior. <laughs> That'll be a first. Well, yeah, it's not this show. That. No, I have to, I reminded myself, as I was writing to-do list today, I was like, I should probably read up on some of this uh, GTM stuff, but also yeah. like, um, that's not, it's not my show, it's yours. So yeah, I'm a guest no, on but, it. Uh, but, but bring your authentic self, right? I mean, one of the reasons Ooh. I'm excited about you being there is, is that there's, you know, uh, there needs to be a, pal- a, a balance of, of informing, but also entertaining. I'll, br- so I'll bring I my think, dating uh, self. That's, you, uh, you know, I'm not going to give you all the crazy. <laughs> it's first date energy. I'm, first date stuff. Yeah. Bring, yeah. bring that first date self. Not like the, the creepy, you know, third, fourth date where you're really trying. Never mind. Well, anyway. is, that, is that how it's supposed to go? Because I'm messing up. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be a creep on this one, I guess. Yeah. That's for another podcast. Well, yeah. No, I think <laughs> it's fun. It's something different. I think. It, uh, like this show, I think it's unique um, where it could catch waves, especially the live aspect to it. Especially if you keep score with points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll weave that in. I'll look, we'll keep, we'll I'll keep do it. I'll that. keep score from home. Um, but, but yeah, I want, I almost was about to go get the, I've been talking about it on the show lately cause I watch wall street. I want to get the, like the Gordon Gecko or Robert Kraft white button down with the, or I mean, blue button down with the white cuffs and collar. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The eighties rich guy move. The eighties evil rich guy. Suspenders. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just be, <laughs> and be like a very southern. Slick your hair way back. Yeah. Oh, green you know. is good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go so I, going back to the Wall Street thing, though, I got to pause there for a second because I rewatched The Wolf of Wall Street the other day, and I know it's different. It's not Wall Street. It's Wolf of Wall Street. It's Entourage. And <laughs> I didn't realize how much. I've watched it probably like five, six times. I watched it again, and maybe it was because I was watching it with a drink, but I, um, I didn't realize how much of a comedy oh, it yeah. actually is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was yeah. mostly a comedy. If it is, but I didn't look at it from that lens. But not when you it. Um, yeah. It was an odd choice for Scorsese, I'd say, kind of in a way, because it's like there's not a lot of meat to the plot, right? Yeah. You don't really want the guy to win. He's an, but he's not an anti-hero I mean, that you it's like. Based on a real guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that guy so, has gone on to say, like, I saw an ad for with his face on it the other day. Jordan was, Dalton or something. Belfort. Belfort. Yep. Yeah. Jordan Belfort. Yep. I saw yep. his yep. face the other day. And the sell funny. me this pen thing was complete fabrication. I think. Um, yeah, probably. But you know, it is what it is. I enjoyed it. It's it's a good if it's on, it's rewatchability. It's through the roof. If it's on, yeah. I'll put it on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, plus Margot Robbie. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, at her peak, probably. 
Uh, uh, it was at her early on. I mean, we'll see how uh, I think Barbie's coming out in the next few. Uh, well, not to disparage white women, but they usually start cracking. They, <laughs> mm. um, as they get older, Eric, why don't you pick one? We're going to have, since we don't have your returning guest, we start making good questions. Just like what advice would you give your 13 year old self? You can edit your answer if you have one, but why don't you pick from one of these top ones here? What is something silly you dream about doing? <laughs> like a daydream, um, like something absurd that yeah. you think you can do, but no one, or your wife would be like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, flying in supersonic jets. Okay. Why do you think you want to do, why do you want to do that or think you could do it? Uh, I love things that go fast. I, I love when I'm riding a bike and going down a hill, I like to get as fast as I possibly can. When I am, um, I fly model airplanes and I go for the ones that go for, you know, 140, 150 miles an hour. Um, when I've been in planes, I've been in some planes with some people who are, uh, you know, uh, aerobatic uh, pilots and they do a lot of funky stuff. But when they go really fast, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I love to go on car. My son and I were in another country and we got our car up to about, uh, I forgot what the kilometers was, but it was up to 157 miles an hour. Whoa. Autobahn? That was fun. That was fun. Was uh, no, actually it was in Mexico. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't trust those roads that much. But. Well, <laughs> the roads and the prisons, like I don't think you're supposed to trust them, but we did it anyway. Yeah, I got hit by a car in Ensenada, Mexico, and mm. I'm good um, on anything over there infrastructure-wise. So wait, so have, do you, do you, are you a pilot now? Have you gone into no, I, schooling? No, at, at some point I will be. My got a good buddy of mine, and he and I are, are probably planning to get our pilot's license together, but it's probably five, ten years down the road. Yeah, I, like I have uh, – pe- people say like I'll throw it out there like this, and I've no, I like the, I like that – I almost didn't put this question on there because I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to have something. You got it? Well, I don't want to. I'd like to think about that one. Well, I've got. Because I got plenty. I have 30 of them. Oh, really? So, like. (laughs) Well, uh, pick pick a couple of your children in there. What do you mean? Of the 30 children in this Mormon uh, example I'm giving. Well, I mean, I'm very vocal about thinking how good of an actor I am. I think you could. Yeah, you're good at that. So, like, I mean, that's just one off the top of my head. Um, Brett, what do you think about all the UFO stuff? So I am excited for the day when we as a society um, have figured out that we're not alone in the universe. And I'm very curious to find out if we're going to discover them or if they're going to discover us. Is it going to be as friendly as a Star Trek episode or is it going to be something like, you know, Will Smith and, you know, uh, Independence Day? Uh, but it's not if, but when. And so the UFOs, I would say probably 95% of it is probably doctored or some rando thing that takes place. But I do, um, I do feel quite certain that we are not alone in the universe. And at some point in time, there's going to be a meet and greet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty soon. Everybody sure see- seems like it. I was thinking about this yesterday. Everybody seems to think that if aliens come to Earth, and interact with us, presumably as a physical entity, you know, not like that one uh, movie where they were like gas or whatever, yeah. you know, 
Um, because they'd be it, able to touch them. Well, they could be like a fourth, fifth dimension thing that we don't even comprehend. Sure. Um, yeah. I, you know, getting into inter- interstellar. I was gonna say like the end of interstellar. The, yeah, yeah. Or well, the fifth dimension's love. You didn't get that. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. But actually, interstellar wasn't interstellar. What that was an interesting one because it about aliens here is about like our future selves yeah that was more about we're, so, in, the, we're in the dust bowl of earth earth is yeah decaying yeah rapidly so you can't keep up yeah what if the ufos are actually the future us mm. trying to send us some truth bombs yeah yeah and then think about what we would evolve into and then you cry at the end when he's talking to his daughter that's actually older than him uh yep. you, you know yep. you guys ball your eyes out too yes mm-hmm. i do for sure uh, it's like the end of Big Fish. If you don't cry at the end of that, thinking about your dad, you right. know, it's rough. Go reboot yep. your um, computer. Yep. So with the UFO thing, I was thinking about this. They're not – everybody seems to think if UFOs come here, aliens come here, excuse me, um, that it's going to be super advanced smart people, smart aliens. I'm like, wouldn't they send the dumbest? Right. What, the <laughs> right? expendables? Right, right. Exactly. Wouldn't they send – yeah, like, like hey, can... they're the prison version of our people. Mm. They're, we'll take them out there. And then I kept, I got they're sending the junior varsity team. Right? Why you're not <laughs> going to send your A squad? It's not. The, they seem to crash a lot. What if they're just like, it's like why is everything so advanced? How do you guys keep crashing? What if they have a wider range of of ability and intelligence where they have way dumber and way smarter? The way smarter can kick out these dumber ones to our planet. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and we're smarter than the dumber ones. I, I got really baked and thought of this, <laughs> hmm. that, and we, I we feeling sp- even their dumb ones are probably, we spend a lot on space, but we don't spend a lot on deep ocean, uh, vis-a-vis the, uh, yeah, they do go under the water. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we can't figure out that, that, that pressure, as far as you get that far down, I mean, use something other than a PlayStation controller for your your navigation. Mm. I mean, not to speak ill of the dead, yeah. but We're like a news show now. I know. Well, look at current, us. Yeah. current events. Yeah. Well, exactly. it's all I talked yeah. about with anybody all weekend. I'm like, why is everybody bringing this up in small talk? I don't want to. People don't know we're bringing it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very morbid. And then, like, did you know there's a 19 year old that didn't want to go, but he went for his dad? And you're like. Why would I no? I didn't know that. Well, I heard it, and then now I have to know it. I don't know. Every woman told me that. Every guy just goes, "Man, that's terrible." You know what's interesting? It's terrible way to go. Is you know, it, it's sad that it happened. It's you know, I, I'm sure these people signed all kinds of liability, you know, waiver things. But there's more about for some reason this 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 thing that happened with the underwater whatever has caused more anxiety through social media than any other phenomenon taking place. And so what you hear in the news is not just what happened, but you're hearing a time about how this is affecting people's emotional health that aren't even you know, closely connected to it. So for some reason, thing, and it's horrible that a couple of people died, but there's more people that die in other ways but for some reason, it's hit the psychology of us as a society so hard that people are actually talking about the psychology of it, of people reacting to it that had nothing to do with it. Because they feel like they, they can see themselves in that situation or something. You could never afford to take a submarine to the Titanic. Yeah. Like, Whereas, that's going to be you. In Qatar to make the soccer stadium <laughs> for the World Cup, like a bunch of slaves died building it. Right. right. 
Exactly. And same with buildings exactly. in Dubai. A lot of slaves, right. indentured servants die yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, uh, I'll always try to minimize it by thinking about that kind of stuff because it's like these guys volunteer. You know, I feel bad for right. the kid trying to impress his dad, but, um, you know. Uh, that would give me the willies. Anyway. I don't think I'd do it. If I could afford it. We are a news show. So um, the second half of 2023, my uh, predictions, you know, this isn't going to be a hot take by any means, but we've had such an impacted asshole of AI. I've never had one. Uh, we used to think brand was the fucked out word of like 2020 or pivot. Remember? Uh-huh. You're going to pivot. Everybody going to pivot right. um, or new normal or your brand. Um, those were like the previous years fucked up. I've had more AI stuff and Eric and I started making it like almost a, we're going to, we're working on a searchable database just for a our repository. Yeah. Our internal use, because uh, there's so many coming out every day, but at the same time, I, I feel like I'm dumb if I'm not a little bit on top of it. Cause if there's things that can actually do, because here's the other thing that makes me mad. AI is such a marketed term, right? Yeah. If you yeah. – Elon Musk, I heard him on Rogan talk about it. He's like it should be called synthetic intelligence. It's not – AI is such a – it's like keto. Remember when I, you were like, yeah, not everything's keto that has keto on it. This yeah. is like years right. ago and I was like, really? And you're like, no, yeah. there's no regulating thing that right. you, have, you can be – Back keto. in the day, you know, back in the day, everything that was a database called itself big data. Mm-hmm. You remember that mm-hmm. like 10, 100 years ago or something like that? It was like, well, you have a database application? No, I got a big, huge data. How big my data is. That's what yeah. I say on first dates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> third, third yeah. date. So AI, third you know, dates. And there's a, there's a good good reason for it. There's, there's going to be two types of companies, those who leverage AI and the ones who are going out of business, right? That That is going to be how it is, you know, within – like now, um, my analogy I give is uh, Moneyball, right? My One of my favorite movies, you know, Moneyball, it's all about Billy Bean and the Oakland A's back in the early 2000s, I think it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they completely rewired how the game was played, right? It was no longer about how good looking, you know, a player's girlfriend was or, you know, how much confidence they walked around with a big swinging, you know, big data or whatever yeah. it was. But, the eye test, I believe they said. Yep, yeah. yep. But, but it was getting on first base. Speaking of first dates, getting on first base. Ooh. With gross-ass Kevin Euclid. <laughs> so, I I, you know, and, and AI has fundamentally changed the, um, the, the sport of marketing and has fundamentally changed the sport of tech products. Um, any SaaS product that isn't utilizing AI inherently, and by the way, it's easy to call bullshit on the companies that are saying AI and the companies that are doing AI. I'll give you an example. Um, I currently love a tool called Apollo.io. It does a lot of like outbound sales stuff. It replaces Zoom Info, whose contracts have gotten insanely, yeah. insanely um, redonkulous, um, and it's a great tool. Within weeks of you know the the chat GPT and AI craze that's happened in 2023, they embedded chat GPT into their technology to where it's actually writing some of the sales email scripts for you. 
it writes some of the call scripts for you. That is what, you know, product companies, SaaS companies either need to do or they need to step aside, go ahead and go out of business, let the ones who know how to do that, you know, get in front of them on the highway. Yeah. I mean, Eric sent a cheat sheet to me the other day and I was like, I've never, I've seen a bunch of these for chat GPT prompts. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, and it made me think too, like, I, I don't think I put this in Slack, but it was like, you know, I need to carve out some time to start really learning this, memorizing some of the stuff that the language, like, like we did to learn, you know, branding skills or de uh, web development skills yeah. or any of that yep. marketing skills. So it's like, I need to almost create like a couple hours a week to like kind of study a lot of this stuff. So it's back of the hand, you know, because it ain't going away. Yeah. There'll be a yep. chat GPT certification. Oh, I mean, I, I bet there's it. already something. I mean, you can get plugins now. It has plugins ability. So it's like now everybody's integrating their AI stuff with that or, or formerly AI products. Yeah. And they can, they can kind of have that transition and it's, you know, learning, like, it's like learning how to search for something, Boolean search on Google. Yep. Like if you, it, if you don't know that and like look it up and kind of memorize it, it's, it's a tough slog for the next couple of years because yep. you're like, wait, I have to look up the, what are, what are the brackets do? What are they doing? Right. You know? Right. Right. Any marketer who is not dove deep, divin, dived, dove, divided into <laughs> AI, Jumped. whether it's Jasper, whether it's ChatGPT, whether it's others has already failed. Any software developer that's not looking at, AI to help them develop their software and do the grunt work of the software development has already failed. Any product that uses a cloud application or uses data or uses some kind of aggregation, if it's not already using AI, it is failed or it's on its way to failure. Now we're going to get a back. We're going to get a. We're going to get a a huge backlash, and that backlash is going to be certification. That backlash is going to be um, IP ownership. That backlash mm -hmm. is going to be bad AI. Are bad you really AI? Do the wrong thing. You, and yeah. so there's going to be, you know, a, a holy war of AI, not the humans against the computers, um, but there's going to be a holy war against um, it's, it's advancing too fast. And we as a society can't keep up with it. We can't find the truth from the not truth. We can't find the, you know, consistency of data. You know, it, it's it, AI tools, no matter how good they are, if it's garbage in, it's garbage out, just like everything else. And that's going to be a big problem. It's going to give us a lot of uh, red flags and a lot of stop signs on our way. Yeah. It's Moore's law, right? Yeah. Technology yep. exponentially in, uh, increases in, in performance or whatever, whatever the benchmark is while humans can marginally get better. And, yep. and um, you know, it's one of those things where I've been thinking of this for 15 years. Marketing's more operations than it is. It's more, it's way more math operating process, you know, integrations, automations than, than people realize. If people think it's Mad Men doing a cigarette pitch. Right. And it's You'd like creative all day. Those creative days yeah. are over like that. And creative, I was, I was explaining to a client today, creative in an ad campaign is like, unless it's a big brand in a big B2C, you know, you're Pepsi or something like that. You're trying to get mm -hmm. brand legacy so you get them under 18, you got them forever kind of thing. Like, but for the most part, most ad campaigns, 
the creative is one step out of probably 12 to 20, depending on what, yeah, what you're, you're right. advertising for. Yeah. And even, even like the copy and creative and the ad are very logic math based. Cause all we're doing is looking at, okay, competition does this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make a better iteration of what we're going to improve that. Talk about AI. I just mean, that'll be logic. happening before you know it. Spitting out ads just all ready right. to go. So they, you know, one of the things you mentioned law was, you know, you talked about 2023 and I think that, um, we need to talk about the first half of 2023. We need to talk about the second half of 2023. And then I know we probably need to wrap up. Yeah, we got we got to wrap up because we got so, we got another episode right behind you. So here's, here, You're here's easy to talk to, you, man. We 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 can chew the cud with you all day, man. I'm not sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> so that's what I'll say about the second half of 2023, and hopefully this is a good parting thought. We in the B2B tech world, we basically laid off half the marketing departments, half the HR departments, half the developers and said, and, and companies said, we need to hunker down because we're not going to be able to get new rounds of investment very easily. Our revenue is slowing down. So we've got to dial back our employees. They also said, we're going to let AI replace a lot of things that people were doing before. That was the first half of 2023. Yeah. Guess what? Second half of 2023, we're already seeing it. People are saying, holy crap, we cut too deep. AI is not here to solve all the problems for us. AI is only good if we have leaders and people that can leverage the AI. So we're starting to see a huge uptick in hiring and marketing and marketing leadership and chief marketing officers and, you know, luckily for us, fractional chief marketing officers. Uh, you know, that gives me peace of mind because I definitely I, – I never – really thought about it in the seasonality of this year, but I do feel like there's been a dip in a lot of marketing conversations as far as hiring, be it contract, be it subcontract, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that I can unpucker my asshole. So that's good. The, the other quick thing I'll say is that the other thing going on for the second half of 2023 is companies are missing their numbers by a motherfucking mile. Like seriously, they are missing their numbers hugely. Usually a word. I don't know. I don't care. They're missing their numbers big time. Bigly. And so they are having so. to, the, July, August, <laughs> September, vacations are going to be shorter and people are going to be scrambling because they've got to get those 2023 numbers up before the end of the year. You hear that, audience? The day is nigh. <laughs> I think I said what that. What does that mean? Listen to me now or hear me later. <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, real pragmatic advice. That's honestly what we try to get on the show when we're talking to everybody. Obviously, we'll have you back on. I'll see you later this week, and uh, thanks for coming back on. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. See ya.